Hi, uh, is this uh, uh, Kevin Hayes' uh, agent? Chuck, right? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Chuck Flutterjohn. Uh, I'm the general uh, man of the uh, uh, Philadelphia uh, Flyers. Uh, I just realized that I only have a couple days left. To, I mean, I signed, uh, well, I'm trying to, I traded a thing for your boy, and... Uh, Which one? Yes, Kevin. Uh, my boy, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, player. Apparently have to, well, uh, you know, I want him on the team, so I, I figure I uh, give you a call to, you know, talk a contract. It's going to cost you, you know. I know you got his rights and all, but he's still he's looking at unrestricted free agency. I want to give him eighty million dollars. I don't know about the terms, but eighty million dollars. How's that starting starting bid? The all all two Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Hayes. You know, plays the game the right way. He's what? He's he's how old is he? He's a veteran presence, right? Yeah, he's he's twenty seven. Eighty million, Chuck. I, I didn't get that right. You are Chuck Fletcher. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Fletcherman, Flyers general manager, and mm-hmm. you're you're offering now eighty million dollars. Well, do you think that's a fair number for uh, he's what six foot six foot nine? Sure, Chuck. No, that's um. Sure, no, you can. I think you can offer that. It's a big round number, but it there's a lot of there's a lot of paperwork associated with a number like that. So I was just, I I don't know. You want to pull another one out there? Maybe maybe. Fifty million? I mean, that that could be fifty million. That's low for a forty-five point guy, isn't it? Fifty million dollars, seven years? Yeah, I, I thought it, it, it's it's still really good. Like I, I like um, this is just it's the start of the negotiation. Fifty's good. I I like the round number. It's still it, it's still a lot of paperwork. Listen, you're not talking um, me down from fifty million. I will not give Kevin Hayes any less uh, than uh. Fifty million. He plays the game in the right way. Veteran presence. Fifty million dollars. Damn, you're, you drive a tough. All right, forty. Forty nope, million. I will not. Fifty million. Fifty-seven years. I was gonna say two, but uh, if you want to go seven, uh, fifty million. Final offer. No, we'll do seven years. You you really put me through the ringer here. I'm not trying to do this again in two years' time. All right. Seven years, fifty million. I'll I'll send that fax over to Kevin. Hey, hey, Chuck. Great pleasure doing business. And now, these gender-bending multi-platinum superstars. Precisely how that went down. <laughs> hey man, you gotta you gotta pay to get your salad salad better oh, presents. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we took a one June off from the thing, but we're we're Ferbs, we're fucking right boys, we're back. I'm still uh, Frederick quote Freddy Fast Pucks. That's I'm Chad Clapper. And and uh, Chad, Chad the clappinest clapper, Chad don't don't get the antibiotics on me clapper. Mm-hmm. And 
I think we took a uh, a pause at the right time because anything we would have done otherwise would have been rendered entirely irrelevant within three days because there's just so much action going on right now in the in the hockey yeah. transaction world. The air I breathe is precious, and I'm not trying to waste it. You know. Yeah, so we missed a a lot of things. Uh, not really missed. I mean, we absorbed them, observed them, um, cried over them in real time. Oh yeah, yeah. We we really made, they made a different team over the past month. Not a different team, but like a team that's um, less sucks. Despite there's some you know gripes here or there, but I don't think any person could look at the Flyers roster now and think it's been a worse team. It's a much better hockey team. There's depth. It's very deep throughout. Well, obviously we, you know, touched on the, the very complex negotiations surrounding uh, one young Kevin Hayes at the very start yep. of this. But um, seven years, $50 million for a large man with a neck beard. I... On it on a school grading scale, B. Right, so solid B, solid B. I mean, you you look at it, caps going up with someone coming out of college, and then having played fewer than four hundred games, like at about three eighty seven or so at this point, that he's got plenty of time to kind of be at the beginning of his prime and still improve, especially playing on a deeper lineup. Um, familiar coaching and as a mature, you know, full-time NHL vet, I think you're going to expect 50 to 60 points for him for at least the next five years. Cap going up, UFA premium, sure, seven million. Maybe you want to pay six. It's seven, seven, one, four. Who cares? Mm. And yeah, and also he's going to be flanked by any combination of I would say what JVR Voracek. Outside chance of one of Lindblom or Konechny, not both. Yep. That's that's better than he's had to deal with in the past. And also, you make a good point about coming out of college. Like, the trajectory is a little bit different from, I think he was a four-year. It's a long adjustment period. I, yeah. He's going to be big. He makes the lineup better. He's not the dream, but he's what you get for $50 million in 2019. So, yeah. And another center that can effectively kill penalties, too, is good. I mean, him and Katori to kind of share that load together is nice. And you look at it, I think you want to kind of make a combination where everyone gets better with Katori. Very defensively responsible, big, smart center. Voracek has played probably his best hockey with Katori. Everyone plays their best hockey with him. If you can kind of replicate that at some other spot in the lineup, you know, all for it. And if you can then leverage that into a better performance from Patrick and whoever is on Patrick's line, it, it's fine. So we're so I'll go straight into it. I'm going in chronological order. Um, uh-huh. So the next one that came after that was um, Gudis a million reta- retained for uh, Niskanen, American, not Finnish. Yeah. And that's, for me, another positive. That's a better grade, even. That's an A-minus move. Because there is a batshit crazy contingent of people on the internet who are under the impression that Radko Gudis is a better player than Matt Niskanen. Sometimes you just need to watch hockey and see who's better at playing hockey. You, you can't let 
numbers lie to you. Hockey is not a sport like baseball that lends itself to individual discrete actions that can be measured and controlled through any number of variables as well as have the tracking system to do so. Hockey, the, the eyes are an equal if not more component than the numbers. The numbers play a part. They can help to inform some of what you're looking at, but you can't look at the numbers. And when you watch the two hockey players, Niskanen's a better hockey what player. world's better. Like, the only... um. Like that's like showing your ass to me. Like if you're the type of person who's going like, yeah, but when you split it down, you know, Gudis actually perf- perform better in the uh, the fancies. And it's like, yeah, but what you've done just now is exposed your entire bare ass and asshole by mm-hmm. saying that like I do not know this sport, I do not follow this sport very well. Um, Outside of the team that you know, maybe the local boys that like that is the flattest, as a anti vaxxers, flat earthers, <laughs> uh, fucking truthers, people who think Radko Gudis is a better defenseman than Matt Niskanen. That's a fucking moron take. Here's my solid uh analogy for that. So, if you want to go based off of one statistical season that uh. Radko Gudis is a better player than Matt Niskanen, then you also must concede that uh, Mikael Granlund is a 10% better player than Claude Giroux. Because in one season, Mikael Granlund outperformed Claude Giroux by 10 points. Fuck the entire, fuck the decade of evidence that we have on each Uh player. Yo, I got these graphs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I like that. All right, so you're, you're deeming that, you know, the widespread open bare, bare asshole. Yeah, that wagon. is. You, so, got, you got some people in, in that wagon, <laughs> in your bare asshole wagon. So I will say that. That is like, if you come to me with the, well, yeah, but in all honesty, this is the better player, then you are telling me that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, sit down and watch a game so you don't have to, like, continually bend over and spread your cheeks because I don't want to see it you didn't bleach or anything the, the smell's starting to creep out a little bit like like comb that shit right exactly in the that very least away, away from my nose so well that right you're going to talk about Justin Braun now well the next move chronologically because we're going through chronologically so Niskanen acquisition yeah. A minus the only thing putting it at a minus is the retained salary it is what it is, but yep. that's a clear upgrade. The next move chronologically is Andrew McDonald being bought out. At first, mm-hmm. I was a little reticent about that, and I was worried about the money. I came around straight A. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's everything. I I am so glad. I, I hated him. Aside from the on-ice performance, I was so sad when he signed that contract extension because I hated his last name. I couldn't stand the McDonald. All I could think about was old McDonald. And I hated that he got called Andy, too. You're a grown man, bro. Like, Andrew. Andrew McDonald. Even be Drew, if you have to. If you have to resort to Drew. But Andy? I'm Andy. It's like that's I always hated, so I'm very glad that he's finally gone. So at first, I was being one of those people that was kind of weighing the, like, the cap implications and all that. And then it sort of like struck me that like I will never in my life have to see number 47 McDonald on an orange or white jersey 
with a fucking A on the chest. I know. Never again. And so for that, fuck $1.9 million next year. It's Comcast. Fuck $2 million. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we will never have to see uh, Andrew, Andy, A, McDonald ever again as a flyer. That's a fucking A+. Yep. Way to go, Chuck. Hey, man, that's the best negotiation he's had so far. (laughs) (laughs) Really has been, you know? Yeah, it took a tail him there. Do you think anyone is anyone going to sign him? Does he have an NHL future? I think. Wait, I guess he's. I haven't seen him make any visits yet during the uh, the free agency courting period. I don't think that's a major enough one to get report. Maybe it is. So I think that. So even if he is a solid seven. Yeah. You know, his the bad will he garnered as a $5 million player True. in Philadelphia, I think might might scare organizations off just based on, like, there is so much venom towards this player in the league right yeah. now. Because if he was playing the way he did on a $3 million deal, people That's would like have a, ragged on him, but yeah. it wouldn't have been the same level. But I think, like, there's just so much venom for that guy right now that... I don't see teams even wanting to bother giving yeah. him a, a seventh defenseman contract. They would, exa- but they would get him so cheap because he has his buyout money. He's already been paid. They know that he's just trying to hang on in the league. If Brandon Manning could get another job, I'm telling it's it's. I don't know. I don't. You know, I rephrase my initial question. I don't think is will Andy McDonald get an NHL contract? I think it's who is going to give Andy McDonald his next NHL deal. I know, and that's why, you know, as, as far Ottawa. as saving our, Ottawa, mm. I'm not going to make a prediction. I think we can save this for the next one. Hopefully, by the by the time we reconvene, Andrew McDonald will be back with an NHL <laughs> contract. So Dorian's going to give him the same contract he had in Philly. He's getting <laughs> he's getting a six-year, thirty million dollar deal in Ottawa. Like that's <laughs> the one, that's the deal that goes with you, right? That's what I got. Thirty million dollar Andy, baby. Yep. <laughs> well, and no ill will to him. He was bad, but he got thirty million dollars. Yeah, he got his hustle on. Right. He didn't even have like a serious injury in that time. Like you're cool, dude. He got to be an alternate captain for the Flyers. He got paid five million dollars a year. Yeah, he's gonna have that jersey framed in his house for the rest of his life. And what are we gonna have? Yeah. Terrible memories. Mm-hmm. Justin Braun is the next topic. Yeah, I could, let's see, the Braun trade at the time, second and third, I don't know. I wish, a, a B-minus seems okay. We'll see, this is one too where I want to see how how it affects um, the team on a, the, in, in game, where what is the lineup like, what is the depth, the rotations, because like, I think it could be hugely helpful. It does seem steep. Well, the um, the thing that Wayne Wine has has said a few times is that he is a strong, Coach Bino. Yep, he's a strong proponent of lefty righty times three. Yeah, right right handed on the right, left handed on the left. Honestly, like, it works. It works. Yeah, that's the that's the formula. So what it what it essentially equates to is he is your number four. 
Provorov, Niskanen, Sanheim, Braun, goes to Myers. It's a B minus. Yeah, the value a little off, but Braun is Braun. You could say is a wash with Gudis. Uh, but a, a more experienced wash with Gudis with a slightly shifted skill set. Well, I take Braun's hockey sense and passing ability over Gudis's. I think Gudis. Well, Braun's actually Gudis's sense was okay. He could break plays up. He wasn't so much able to assist in a developing play or see how a play may develop. Um, some of his instincts and reactions, I would actually grade his reactions better than maybe instincts at times, but I think Braun will be a little bit more uh, stable, a little more controlled. I think he's he's cerebral, as they say. <laughs> From a very cerebral family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next thing, so yeah, B minus there, both of us, I think. Sandheim extension is the next in order. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give that. Two years, that three, and whatever. A minus. B minus? A minus? A minus. Okay. A minus. I think that's a fine number. I think, too, where if you can't get him to a long term deal, you want. A sh- you don't want a one year contract but you still want to keep it short so that you have him as for sure as an rfa um so you have him at a young enough age where two years from now if you go long term awesome i'm sure you'll be able to do it and i'm sure you'll at least have have seen him play where this year you know you figure he's comfortable he's gonna have the top four role the year after that let's if if there's the improvement on there then sure then he may be an eight million dollar a year guy who knows like, but for now, I think it's fine. I think it's completely reasonable. Yeah. You like the idea of longer, but at the same time, like, my my thinking on it was there's only so many bargain contracts you can sign with RFAs before the others yeah. start to notice. So if you're, if you're thinking about him, and he's got an agent who probably is not a total moron. Yeah, probably, you got to remember, the, only the GMs, and uh, the coaches and stuff, those are the hockey people that are fucking idiots. The agents, the players, the fans, they're very intelligent people. It is the, the owners, the GMs, <laughs> any member of upper management, coaching staff, weight staff, trainers, those people, holy shit, dumb as fuck. But you and I, obviously, extremely intelligent. Agents, probably at least as intelligent as us. So so maybe there's an agent out there who looks at it and goes like, all right, you play on a team with uh, Sean Couturier. He makes four and a third a year to score 35 goals um, and put up, you know, however many, 30-some assists and yep. play top-tier, you know, two-way hockey. You also play on a team with James Van Riemsdyk who makes 160% as much money to drift around in the top of the zone and then deflect a puck every now and then into the net. Yeah. Do you want to get yourself in a situation where you are the guy making under $5 million to do what someone, do more than someone who's making at that point eight and a half? No. So you have like there. It isn't like these things repeat themselves. It's a market. 
You know, it's not yeah. like you can continually exactly. keep signing 22-year-olds to contracts that in f- four years are robbing them without them noticing. You have to keep evolving. So the, there's like a pipe dream out there where you go six by four, 4.5, but it's a pipe dream because these people are not morons. Like, yeah. they know that, like, all right, if you're going to, you know, if you want to sign me for six, seven years, you ought to be paying me in year four what I can get in year four. You know, you're not getting my dick hard just by showing me $35 million anymore. That's not how it works because if I, you know, play for seven for two years, I can turn around and get 50. Yeah, when like you're that, the ship has sailed on, the, on that contract. Right. But, and, and that's why the reason the ship sails is because you have gotten those contracts under your belt. So you need to look at it as the net thing, the balancing, if you can see your bars, where those contracts that you have, your Couturier, your Ghost, are going to allow you to pay your other guys some more. So you're going to get some bargains. Those contracts allow you to have greater talent that allows you to pay the premium, the five hundred thousand to a million dollar premium to get a Kevin Hayes. Do you even think like how I don't know how someone could, you know, process these signings, what they've seen the roster, and think that everyone should be an underpay or advantageous to the team? That's that's just never going to happen. That's not the real world. You got to take take the good with the bad, I guess. They they got them on a decent deal. The money will show up. When other things change, two years is a long time. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's a really good price for what he brings. Two so, years is a long time. Uh, the last one of these uh, of these moves is the is today's uh, Moose resigning, which I'm completely fine with. By the way, I gave the uh, well, there, the same. There's one more move that's dumb that I don't even think the Hartman for Pitlick. Who mm-hmm. cares? Who gives a shit? I don't care. I'm not. So now we have a pit lick. Cool. Yeah. He's a fourth. He's a fourth liner. He's a he's a fine fourth liner. He's an NHL player. He's not a Belmar. He's not a Vandeveld. He's not a Wheel. He's not a fucking Veroni. Like he's. I mean, he's no Danik Martel. <laughs> he's no Nicholas Aubie Kubel. But you know, he's an NHLer. He scored more than double digit goals. Cool. Yeah. DKs can skate. Fine. Well, the the only interesting part, and I give that a flat C, not because it's like a bad deal, but because there's that is the definition right. no, of a deal. That's fair. That's accurate. The only fun wrinkle of that is Hartman maybe still not <laughs> knowing. Yeah. I think I had read actually that they did not, the reports were that they intentionally did not qualify him because the qualifying offer would have put arbitration at too high a number but they have full intent to sign him to some kind of extension, but I obviously haven't been able to get in touch with him during, I don't know, like, like I said, is he going to come back dead? Who knows? <laughs> like, you know, uh, is there going to be a search for Ryan Hartman? Maybe we'll see him in the, in the national. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, well, so the, yeah, flat C last one is Elliot extension. I don't care. Uh, that's actually what I wanted, and it's cheaper than I expected. Um, yeah, I I have no interest in Talbot. Never did. Uh, no, there there aren't too many other options out there for goalies unless you're going like big money on Bob's or 
uh, yeah. Varley or whatever. So and that's, that's exactly what I expected. Two yeah. million dollars a year to whoever. One year is fine because um, there might be another young goalie next year. I actually like Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> I like having Elliot around, even though like, even though there's nothing to really that you need continuity wise from these past Flyers teams. And I liked his face too from the moment they signed him because he looked like John Leclerc but older and drunker. Like if Leclerc like really let himself go like and started drinking a lot more, that's what Elliot looks like. Yet somehow he's like a decade younger. So he's I'm more than that. He's thirty four and he looks like he's fifty. Yeah, so I like having that guy around. Yeah, veteran face. So the overall for me overall B off season start. Straight up. I'm giving it a B plus right now, at least. I'm giving that a solid eighty eight percent. Okay. I dig it. I think it, it's it's a much better NHL team. Like they are they are going to be able to compete. I think with the best teams in the league. I think they're going to be able to. I like six hundred hockey at minimum is what I expect the end of this year. I think they're going to actually come out fairly well too. I I re, I'm very excited for this team. A large part of it is because McDonald is gone. Seeing the the team ideally, I mean, depending on your views. On Moran, they have eight NHL defensemen now. That's awesome. They're going to have a fourth line of not garbage morons and a real head coach swinging a dick, plus Tarion and Yo on the bench. I I give this offseason so far, and these, these this recent rash of acquisitions starting with Hayes a B-plus, at least. Okay, so I'll give a just a flat B to the recent rash, but I give uh-huh. the, the coaching moves an A. So yeah, that that's fair. If you're if you're including the coaches, yeah, B plus, significantly better team. It yeah. isn't as flashy, like because you fetishize like the big move, you know, the big fuck you move. Because two teams in the division made that. You know, you have the Devils picking up Subban, and you have the yep. Rangers grabbing Truba. That is like the you know the oh my god move. But you also look at those teams, and you look at their rosters, and you go like, but your team still sucks. Yep. Like both the yeah. Oh wow, that the Truba Shattenkirk pairing. I'm shaking. Like, yeah, and and great. You have Subban Vatnin, and under that you have like what Green and Butcher. Butcher's got a cool name, but like, it's not a very like the Devils aren't very good. No, but I'm always afraid though of the Devils are always better than they should be. Yeah, and a, and a decent Devils team always fucks over the Flyers. Yeah. Well, also, I I think Hines is actually a really good coach based on not this past season because they had a lot of injuries and bullshit, but the season before, like that team was trash roster wise and was a playoff team. So yeah, they're that's annoying, and you know they made the splashy mm-hmm. move that maybe like would have gotten more of the casual Flyer folks uh, excited. But really, like, the problem the Flyers have had recently hasn't been... They don't lack for top-end talent. No. They don't lack for uh, promising defensemen. They lack for depth and structure in defense. Yeah, coaching coaching and capable NHL play throughout. I mean, you see that every, every single playoffs... You see that you need all 18 of your skaters to be able to very competently perform 
at any given moment. We'll see what they do this year. I expect I expect them to win a playoff round. Also, too, one thing that like I kind of forget about and I pinch myself is that Carter Hart is the goalie. There's actually like a a real life goalie where you can be like, oh my god, because like I've kind of forgotten about him during all these moves. Where it's like, wow, like, all right, we've got, you know, eight NHL defensemen. We have a real-life, honest-to-goodness, top third of the league, top six. We have three first-line, no-doubt-about-it forwards who are going to be spread across two lines. We have more than enough wingers to fill out a top six and bleed over into the third line, not even counting for youth improvements, not even accounting for new free agents. And then all behind that, there's a real goalie. Mm-hmm. You always forget that. I always look at like the the defense and the forwards and the coach and stuff. I just imagine them having to overcome whatever fucking abortion is standing in the flyer's crease at that moment. But but there is no abortion. It's it's a it's a person. We we took her to term this time. So I decide <laughs> every now and then I like to say Carter Hart and just be happy. Yeah, and well, and that's another thing. Uh, that's another aspect of like. This mindset where, well, well we, we spent assets to get uh, Niskanen and Braun in here. Um, yeah. But they're there, you know, it isn't just about, it isn't like you have the forwards, the defense, the goalie. That's a team. They have to yeah. all feed off each other. So you, you know, well, yeah, but this guy's only a marginal improvement over him. And, you know, at the expense of a second round, like a second round isn't going to help a fucking 21-year-old starting goalie get confidence. A second-round pick is a second-round pick, but you're not throwing it on the ice and going like, all right, you know, help foster this fucking young franchise goalie into the the future of the NHL. Yeah. Like, like, there is something invaluable invaluable about deepening that defense to surround that player. Because that's what you have to think. You know, you're not thinking about it in isolation. Like, these things all affect each other. So I would rather have, you know, Justin Braun, who's sat in front of fucking Aaron Dell in his career in a playoff game, has been tasked with, like, help Aaron Dell stop pucks from going into the net. <laughs> like, yeah, I would, I would rather have that guy than, like, well, I think Moran's ready. He's played eight NHL games. He's big. They drafted him. He's $700,000. Okay. Fine. In the meantime, you know, you're... It's not like you have redos on developing goalies. It's not like, oh, well, we fucked him up this time, but, you know, just just let him cook with that 2.95 GAA and we'll fire him up again next year and see what happens. You don't you don't get that second chance. So I'd rather put the bubble wrap on him now, yeah, and go into the season like that. So when you're managing your assets, at some point you're doing that with the goal of making the best NHL hockey team. Yeah. Fucking op- open your ass, sheeple. Like <laughs> open your third asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> get down on your back and open your third asshole for me. So I'm going to yeah. do a, a reset on Ghosts of Last Place, and I'm going to pitch you one. All right. So this is our uh, weekly, in quotes, because we don't do this weekly, but uh, 
this is a recurring game in which we have to guess um, which of these members of the 53-man 2006-2007 Philadelphia Flyers roster uh, we're describing. Um, currently, Mr. Chad Clapper is up 3-2. You get a point if you guess it correctly. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the other person gets a point if they don't guess it correctly. I'm adding a new wrinkle to this. So you're going to have uh, two minutes. That's going to be the okay. new rule. So you have two minutes. You can ask any question you want about this player, but you have to ask the correct ones. Um, you better you... have to answer then. If I can ask whatever I want, you better have to answer. Well, you'll get the setup and you'll get the stats. Okay. And that's it. And then after that, it's a two-minute clock. You can ask anything you want. You ready to start it? Yeah, all right. I got this one. All right, see, so yeah, I start it. All right. I'm starting my clock, too, so there's no fucking uh, shenanigans. Um, no fucking monkey business on this. This was a uh, one of the five goalies. Ah, shit. I was thinking I was going to go R.J. Umberger off the bat. That was going to be my guess. Fuck. <laughs> so okay. it's, it's one of the five goalies. To have, right. to have played for that team, which is surprising because um, this year's Flyers had far fewer uh, roster players, but way more than five goalies. So Very, very deep in goal. So this, this goalie was only 21 years old when he played uh-huh. for the 2006-2007 Flyers. He had a 27.27 goals against average. <laughs> yeah. In his in his two minutes of time playing well, I, I, for I the actually, 06 07 I, Flyers, it's got to be Hulf, right? God damn it! Because I I remember his name from looking at the other lists, and I know it's not it's like it's because I was like Martin Hool, and I was like God, like so the, speaking of like McDonald, like I would look at it and be like, that's a name of a player that sucks. Like he <laughs> that that is not <laughs> that is not a good player. Cool. It's just I wonder what happened because there were there were a number of the guys we've done so far where within like nice. a couple years or after that year they never played in the NHL again. It took one two years before he was out of professional hockey. That just that just speaks volumes about that team. Yeah. It really did a number on everyone involved. They did. Absolute, absolute cesspool of hockey. So the final thing is the fucking right boy. Mine, uh-huh. mine is Roberto Luongo. Uh, uh-huh. Good night, sweet uh-huh. prince. Um, the first ever exercise of the cap recapture penalty comes into effect because uh-huh. Roberto Luongo retired. So great career, uh-huh. funny guy. Yeah, Italian as shit. Ooh. And also costing the uh, the Canucks and Panthers both money against the cap for a dead a dead contract. Nice. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. That's have, pretty cool. Have you looked up the um so on that same vein, have you looked up what the cap recapture would be for the Predators if Shea Weber retired? No. So in if Shea Weber retired twenty twenty five the Nashville Predators would have a $24 million cap penalty. Uh, that really is insane. Wow. God bless Paul so, Holmgren. Better hope no one blows out Shea Weber's back anytime soon. 
Well, <laughs> plenty of dudes who could do that. Mm-hmm. Plenty of chicks, too, probably. Do you have a, uh, a fucking right boy? A boy? Do boy. I have a fucking right boy? Other I'm trying that. to... The new guys I like, I'm not... I'm not... If they're not the lover, I'm going to give them a fucking right boy yet. Um, I'll give it... I'll give it to Vino for still being tan at the draft. Uh, not to Holmgren for having a beard? Nah, I'm giving it to Vino's tan. Holmgren did look tight with that beard, though. Fucking right, boy.